This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Do it up. Good. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Good afternoon. Okay, now. Good, uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> now. Then now. Right now. You just missed it. Now. <laughs> afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon. Good morning or good evening. And welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast, episode number 117. I'm your host, Adam Bell. And joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing today, Peter? Can't complain. Can't complain. Well, I always say that. Wait, I can yeah. complain, but no one listens. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We don't want to hear it. So, no one wants to know. hear it. Yep. <laughs> no. Yeah, doing like, well and doing good. How are you doing today? Fine. I'm fine. Fine. <laughs> Just, Just fine. fine. <laughs> yeah. Doing well. That, really? Doing well. Yes. No, you are well. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm good. And you're so. good. So cool. So how are you? Uh, what's new in your world? Um, you know, well, let's see. Uh, three weeks down with the new gig uh, with the hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, starting to, uh, to, to make some progress there. Starting to, I think, uh, have an impact a little bit. Putting in some nice new procedures in place, and uh, just uh, you know, rocking the culture a little bit, just to to get some change. It's it's just mm-hmm. amazing. You know, some boys I, I saw um, was it last year. I remember hearing on a podcast they were talking about how to affect policy changes, and one of them said, uh, "Culture trumps policy every time." Yeah, and that is so true. Yeah. So um, one problem I have is, uh, and this has been going on for, you know, as long as I've been associated with the, with the hospital is um, they have this culture of just CCing the world and, and they'll loop people in on huge, long um, uh, email chains. Mm -hmm. And you're just, you know, like, what do you think? Right. And you're like 15 emails deep. And of course, in classic Microsoft Outlook fashion, you have to read them all in reverse order. Of course. Which still to this day angers me to no end that, you know, like <laughs> you have that top posting. It's just insane. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you read a letter, it's like, answer, no. Question, should my response come first? But that's the way our email is threaded. Thank you. Anyway, I've ranted about that before. So, um, yeah, um, one of the things I said was um, from from the uh, the director of the department. I, I said, I need your cooperation, and from those above you, you need to stop sending emails to the entire department and treating those as if they're work orders. Yeah. Because when you send an email to everybody, which anybody can do, I assure you, nobody will do it. And it happened like three times in my first three weeks, like once a week, an email blast goes out and then, you know, it's followed up with this snippy, what's the status of this or who's done this or why isn't anything done? Like, 
because you didn't task anybody with it. You just said, hey, can someone look into this? And I'm sure half of the people looked at it and said, yeah, someone can. And I'm someone sure someone can. will, but Peter, I'm not going to. Peter will. Peter said, Joe will. Joe said, Shelly will. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. There's me and there's also a Joe on the, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that exactly, that happened. Like my, my, it was, it was day two there and um, they asked for a risk assessment and they said, well, Chuck and Joe would normally do this, but they're out. I'm like, yeah, I don't do risk assessments. That's not what I do. I mean, in a pinch, I can help with it and I can answer some questions. I am not about on a you know, Thursday afternoon to start a brand new risk assessment process that's going to take hours or days when the guy who normally does it will be in tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. be there tomorrow. You, you, and, yeah. and, then, and then three days later, they ask, what's the status on this? I was like, I told you I'm not doing it. So the status is, I have nothing to do with this. You're asking the wrong guy. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, so I've been working on stuff like that. And we designated, you know, an on-call mailbox that goes into a ticketing system. And, you know, so that way things are assigned. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. I spent uh, yesterday cleaning up 150 either unresolved or unopened tickets unopened nice yeah like like there were a hundred tickets or so that had over the years and some of these went back years had come into the security team and no one had like responded to yeah. so yeah so you know yours truly as the new boss of the sock here i decided okay that's enough of that you know this is changing here's the mm -hmm. call schedule here's this here's this and you know every morning i'm starting my day by reviewing what have you clowns not done? <laughs> and I say yeah. that affectionately because I'm one of those clowns because some of those tickets were, you know, back when I was an analyst for this team and, you know, I didn't do it because what, no one was telling me to. I yeah. was just, I was part of the team to which these tickets were assigned. Nowhere did it ever say perform daily triage of the ticketing queue. You know, yeah. wasn't, wasn't part of my responsibilities as far as I knew. So things are different now. Yeah. Well, and like you said, uh, culture trumps policy and it, it really comes from the top down. Uh, it comes from the people who have authority and the way that they use their authority to, to get things done. You know, if, if you're a spastic leader and you can't decide which two people need to be involved with this problem and you just tell everybody then you're part of the, the top is part of the problem. It's, and, yeah, it's a so, management problem. Mm -hmm. So, and, and they also, you know, because they're of authority, they need to be the ones thinking. And when they get involved with a 10 person email, they need to say, Peter, Joe, you guys take this and drop everybody out, drop this somewhere else, please. And just a little, just a little bit of management. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but it's culture. Exactly. But if they're like, oh my goodness, you guys, somebody has to resolve this. What are y'all doing? Well, they're, they're creating the problem. Bingo. And, yeah. and so I told them, I said, you know, moving on, I said, from, from here on, no more work orders going to the entire department. And, uh, you know, you've got to use the on-call thing. And they were receptive. And I was like, okay, but what if we want a status update? I said, well, then you can log into the ticketing system to see, because there will be a ticket. And you can search and they're like, we don't like the ticketing system. I'm like, guess what? We don't either, but you made us use it. So guess what? You can too. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what I do as a manager before I ever call anybody and ask them about a ticket unless I'm in a position that I cannot look at the ticketing system? Uh, let me guess. You open up the ticket? I open up the ticket and I take a look. And if there's not a status in there, then I have reason to follow up. Then I have to call somebody. And, mm -hmm. and then I also, every time I find a ticket that there's a, no status in it, I remind them, you have to put the status in the ticket so I don't have to call you. I don't yep. like micromanaging. I want to, I just want to go there, see you got, you've got the ball. I'm out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Show me what you did. You know, yeah. and a lot of those tickets too, like, you know, out, uh, out of those 150 or what yesterday were exactly that was people had done work. They just hadn't documented it, mm -hmm. hadn't closed it. And, you know, so I sent out a ton of emails yesterday just saying, we're resolving this ticket. Uh, you know, due to, due to the age of this ticket, we're assuming that this, you know, that it's been resolved. If not, please respond to the ticket. Mm -hmm. I got one, two, two responses. One was from a ticket which was only 10 days old, and I didn't realize that in, it was so new. So it had been missed within, like, like what, the last, well, 10 days. <laughs> and the guy was like, actually, I was, I was hoping for a response on this. I was like, sorry, Tim, you got, yep, perfect, yep, we'll, we'll get back to you on this one. Yep. The other one was from our director who said, what's this about? <laughs> to which I have replied, please read the email. Because <laughs> it says right there, exactly, you know, so... <laughs> I just like, I am, I am not in the business of reading or rereading people's emails. Mm -hmm. yeah. So <laughs> I've got more time. I, I, I don't have time for that. So. All right. Well, that was our, our slight management tutorial that was, nope, nope, nope. It's not in the notes. <laughs> no, that's the headlines, man. Management tutorial. Put that there. Just, just. Management tutorial. Yep. Part uh, one, management tutorial. It is funny because I was talking to Tim uh, Richter and Bill and, and, you know, I, we were talking about the podcast and how to, how to run a podcast and how to do an outline or whatever. And Bill said, yeah, Peter and Tim or Peter and Adam just kind of have an outline. They don't necessarily stick to, I'm like, we stick pretty close to the outline really, <laughs> or we, we write it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might, we might add to it, but we generally, I mean, we generally <laughs> follow the outline and, and, and by the way, if we don't, I'm going through and like, oh, we're not going to talk about that? Delete. Delete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sometimes the outline follows us. Yeah. But we, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> we we got to have flexibility. Exactly. <laughs> we got to have the F word. Flexibility. <laughs> oh, we do. We, All right. We, we F and have that. We are. Yes. <laughs> all right well speaking of outline where are we in our uh, uh headlines and intro section <laughs> so in headlines and intro i guess i wanted to just briefly mention that the uh ppp loan the payroll whatever whatever the other two p's stand for um <laughs> yeah <laughs> it has been reopened and there huh. has been another 310 billion dollars uh, approved for the second round of funding. And so I was kind of curious how, you know, where that money went. I mean, you know, I'd like to know, uh, well, and I did some Google search and I didn't, I, I did, I did find the top 100 banks and how many banks uh, were able to get part of that money to lend. 
Mm-hmm. And so I, I bank with Regions Bank, and Regions is a pretty big bank at, in the south here, and it's based out of Birmingham, and they processed $2.8 billion. So they were in that, that, that top 100. But there were a large number in that top 100 that weren't even processing the payroll loans at all. Like, they, they just weren't taking applications. Regions, they will t- they'll take the applications if you're already an existing member. Right. So, so I don't know. I don't know what they would do if you didn't have an account with them. If they would be allow you to create an account and then put in an application, or if you have to have historical membership, which I do. I mean, I, so it wasn't a big deal for me. But so this time around, they have so three hundred and ten billion has been budgeted. Two hundred and fifty billion is going to those same regular lenders. But $60 billion is going to the small lenders like local credit unions and things like that. I mean, if they, don't, if they don't use them and they don't, you know, go out, then I suspect the money will be reallocated. But I don't know that the small lenders got their fair share to the small mm-hmm. business owners that, right. the, that the first round. Uh, I, I'd have to think that they didn't. Because why would they specify specifically $60 billion was going to the small lenders? So, so I thought that was interesting. And I also thought that was interesting just kind of a, as a perspective how much regions has pushed out. They didn't push any to me, though. Yeah, I was going to say, has any of that been pushed to you? And the answer is no. The answer is no. No, I've, I've oh, yeah. applied. Uh, the only thing that I have gotten is a notification from them that – your application is still in process and oh, it closed and then oh, yeah, it reopened and your application is still in process. Of course. So where it's likely to be for some time. Yeah. So we may, I mean, we may or may not see any of that. I don't, I mean, speaking of waiting for the government, I haven't gotten my firearms permit back yet, nor have I gotten my passport. Oh, neither one. Neither one. They cast the they cashed the check for the passport. Our <laughs> permit check has not been cashed yet. You know what's buggy about traveling with your passport is not in not every country is this way, but a lot of them. If your passport is going to expire in six months, they won't let you travel to their country. Yep, Mike. First off, I can't stay in your country six months. <laughs> I mean, I'm not allowed. I can't get a tourist visa for me to even be in your country longer than like 90 days tops. I mean, that's... I don't think you know how an expiration date works. <laughs> yeah, I don't see it. But, you know, you can't go to Mexico with your passport going to expire within six yeah. months. I'm like... Yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's, very, that's very common. Yeah, I just, I don't, yeah, I don't agree. I, 90 days would be more reasonable. 30 days, you forget about it. You know, you can't get anything done in 30 days. So I, I wouldn't accept 30 days and 90 days may be iffy because it may take 90 days to get a new passport. Right. But still, if you're going to their country for two weeks yeah, and you've got six months on the thing. Yeah, they're uh, being cautious. I just think, I mean, if that's the case that like, it seems to me like 
it really does seem like they don't understand how an expiration date works. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should be able to travel up to the expiration date of your passport. I mean, just, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it doesn't change who you are or your identity just because the passport expires. <laughs> so even, sure? if, even if it does expire, I am still Adam Bell. I'm still Adam Bell. <laughs> passport yeah. and now maybe i'm adam bell too apparently yeah, I don't yeah know. maybe so <laughs> all right uh, well, we have to move along because i yep. did realize that i booked a call for what i thought was an hour and a half from now but apparently it got moved to half an hour from now no ah, okay so okay. moving on following this outline tim richter <laughs> So, yeah, so that's where the PPP is. Mm -hmm. And everything else I put in there is, uh, you know, we could talk about it or not talk about it if we wanted to make it a COVID, you know, talking episode or we can mix it up. Everything is a COVID talking episode these days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it is. All the podcasts I listen to, everything. My... Um, my yoga and meditation teacher, they, they do, I think he does twice a year, uh, does a, a, a retreat like the, the one I went to in 2018, the mm -hmm. week long silent meditation retreat. Right. They're doing it. They're doing it at home this year. <laughs> so, and it was kind of funny. I was looking at it. I was like, all right. And, um, the, the thing that I thought was kind of interesting is the price. It's significantly cheaper than going, you know, in person. Right. Because there's no room and board required. Right. But it's still not exactly cheap. Yeah. You no, know, for, for a week long kind of uh, thing. So I thought it was kind of funny, though, because I heard Jack Cornfield back when, you know, coronavirus started to really be a thing, you know, a couple months ago. And he was saying, so, so you're staying at home and you have to be there in isolation alone with your thoughts. You know, we charge people good money for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, that, yep, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting along the whole like doing yoga online and meditating online kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I thought about doing it, but I also, I mean, seriously, that's something where like the, the accountability is the big thing that you get, whether you're doing that or yeah. a yoga class or whatnot. And I don't know that I have the um the discipline to stay at home and do a week-long silent retreat myself yeah without, without you know a coach right now mm -hmm. uh, and of course i just you know started this new job so that'd be a little bit tricky but i could definitely do it over a weekend you mm -hmm. know so i might have i might have to give that a shot sometime soon so. yeah you could do like a if you were on webcam the whole time like you you had to you know, except when you're sleeping and, and going yeah, out. well, I, and I'm assuming they're going to be doing some kind of, you know, online presence, which I also think is kind of funny because, you know, here all of a sudden you're, you know, you're being online so that you can not, so that you can be in so that you can get away <laughs> retreat, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did think that was pretty funny. But um, so, so one thing I did want to talk about is um, back when the first, uh, again, earlier on when this started happening a little over a month or so ago, my Krav Maga school, uh, one of the uh, teachers there reached out to me and said, hey, somebody recommended Jitsi, J-I-T-S-I, mm -hmm. as an alternative to Zoom. What do you think about it? I said, well, I, I really don't know anything about it, um, but you, I, so I can't, I can't speak to it. 
apparently, it's it's an open source uh, conference, like an open source alternative to Zoom or WebEx or GoToMeeting. Right. And or join.me as you you've used in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that's different though is is like it's it's open source, so it's a freely available you know source code available platform, and you can just download a package and in relatively short order have it up and running on a Linux server. So you know I didn't have time to look into it at the time, but I was curious, so I filed it away in the back of my mind, saying, "Okay, Jitsi, something to look into." So I uh, decided was it last weekend? I was like, eh, let me, I got a little bit of time. Let me let me check this out." So I went over to my um, uh, my Amazon cloud, uh, you know, my EC2 cluster there, and I spun up a new little Ubuntu server. And it took about 10 minutes or so, and next thing you know, I've got a Jitsi server up, and it's just running. And I didn't have to at any time, nor was I, like other than spinning up the main box, I wasn't prompted for like, I don't know, creating of a username or a password, or anything of the sort. Like no administrator credentials or administrative, here's the admin interface, this is how you customize this. So essentially, you go to the um, the site and it generates a randomized URL for you. So it'll be something like you know jitsi.example.com/slash/showroom/barbecue/roadmap, and that's your meeting ID. So it okay. just takes words. So it's you know so it's easier to remember than five nine eight dash two two three dash seven six four, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Well, how do I how do I keep people out of this? How do I lock it down? How do I make it? None of that. By default, it's just boom, open, and there's a place for the world to connect. <laughs> if they have what, the URL, what could possibly go wrong? Right. Well, not just if they have the URL, but like the site is open for anyone to connect. So I've just spun up. If you find my host name, there's a free meeting center for you. Awesome. Awesome. How do, I, right. how do I find that? I need Yeah, that. well, there you go. <laughs> so I started poking around just today. I was like, all right, well, that's, that's good to know. Uh, this really should be locked down. And, and I've, you know, stumbled, like, really, uh, literally done like five minutes of research on this so far. But, um, you know, I found one person who was saying, you know, feature request, the ability to lock down these conferences. And so people are saying, oh, well, you should do that in your web server configuration file, you know. So oh. like, yeah. <laughs> and I found what looked to be a little more official, like someone said, authorizing the creation and entrance of a Jitsi, uh, a conference in Jitsi. And they're diving into um, a JavaScript config file. And, you know, so all of these are like, it's real easy to get going, a few commands on the command line, and boom, you've got a conferencing server. And in classic open source fashion, you know, you're 80% of where you want to be. Now the last bit, all right, now we just want to lock it down. Oh, you want to lock it down. Oh, yeah, that's going to take some time. (laughs) So, (laughs) and I'm looking at, you know, eight by eight Comcast Greenpeace. Matrix, Rocket Chat, Symphony, We School—they're already—they are in there. They—they they cannot have that sitting on the edge. It's got to be behind their firewall that they're using it. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> is it—is it behind a VPN or something? I—I I don't know. 
So <laughs> again, admittedly, like I said, I spent like, you know, five minutes looking at how do you secure this? And, uh, you know, it's just like lots of people just saying it's, it's a, it's a popular question. Um, so I, I've got to check that out a little more, but for now, what I'm just going to do is when I need it, you know, first off, the URL is completely randomized. So no one's going to just stumble across it by accident. I'm not linking to it anywhere, but I'm going to just <laughs> spin up the server when I want it, give my friends, or maybe I could do this with my students. I can do this for my yoga teaching. Like here's your URL. And then when the class is over, I just shut down the server. And mm -hmm. There you go. You know, so it's not, super duper secure, but I guess I'm not terribly worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I don't reuse the same URL over and over, it's unlikely that people are going to, you know, zoom bomb it and start to, yeah. you know, jump on the on board there. So it's it's just like having an open uh, asterisk server. And that's hard to say. That is not hard to say, but you did a really good job at saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Because usually when I hear people talk about that, they call it asterisk. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, uh, my good friend, uh, I haven't talked to him in years now, but my friend in the open source community, Dave Yates, he was one of the first uh, podcasters that I listened to. He did the um, Lot of Linux Links Linux User Podcast. <laughs> and, uh, Dave, Dave was down from, he was down from the south, a little bit farther south than you. And, uh, <laughs> But uh, he was a chemical engineer who got interested in, in Debian, and he was running Debian for a long Debian. time. And uh, yeah, one time he, he set up an asterisk server, and so I sent him <laughs> some feedback, and I said, Dave, it's asterisk, <laughs> asterisk, risk. There's a risk and an asterisk. He, he commented back. He's like, no, Peter, it sounds funny when you say it. It's like, it's it sounds like, just fine when I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was long. It took so much longer to say it when I said it, you know? So, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So anyway, huh, brother. So I hear uh, people are calling to um, open the um, – Open up the world again, open up America, liberate certain Liberate, cities. yeah, free America. You know, and it is, yeah, we want to reopen the doors. But it's, man, it's, it's so complex. And, you know, I mean, if we had a crystal ball, if we had a, you know, a clear, like, antidote, something to, you know, make this, you know, virus vaccine, go. Maybe? A vaccine, yeah. And, I mean, if we, had, if we had that, then answers would be easier. You, we could we could we could make some definite statements yeah but we we just don't have enough information to make definite no. statements uh, <laughs> we're not ready yet i got news for you look yeah. we all want to reopen things we yeah, want we to want go back to. to normal that's great we're not there yet yeah uh, i heard oddly enough um, a friend of mine who's a nurse uh, manager actually now he's been promoted he was a nurse manager in these bumped up a couple times now. Um, he sent me some info from um, the CDC and they were predicting another blow up here in the Boston area this week. Oh, like great. another, yeah. another research, another spike. Mm -hmm. And um, oddly enough, this was reported in the Valley news, which is like the local paper to where the hospital is up in New Hampshire, where mm -hmm. I work. 
what was on the top, you know, top several articles on boston.com, even in the coronavirus section? How we want to reopen our restaurants. And I was just like, is it, there's a disconnect here. Yeah. Um, there's also a disconnect. Our, our president was saying like, hey, we're going to look into um, uh, treating this with ultraviolet rays. And, and, you know, just like, just, just making up like on the fly in press conferences, making up things that we're going to try as cures. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> I, I, I gotta tell you, I know we try not to get political on this podcast, but more and more, I'm like, every time I hear anything coming out of Washington, I'm like, really? Yeah. R- really? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> oh yeah. well and and a friend of mine we we had to agree to disagree you know he was talking about the procedures that he was going to take to bring his employees all back to the office mm-hmm. they're they're all going to come back they're going to be separated by six feet they're going to have uh masks and they're going to have best practices in place and i you know i was like well you know there's america's litigious uh, you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> you bring somebody back, even if they got sick and, you somewhere know, else. <laughs> somewhere else doing who knows what, and mm-hmm. they survive it with a minor irritation, they still can come, come at you and say, you put me at risk by making me come back to work too soon. I, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, consider those things, you know, because how much risk do you want to take at your company because you know I'm in the same situation my people are more productive when they're together there's a I mean when they're physically together I mean we don't all sit in the same room together we right you know I'm the way that our office is configured I'm not in the same office you know with anybody but we're adjoining and we hear things happening over our shoulders and say hey 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 wait a minute or hey 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 here's some more information on that Right. This, this kind of trouble, you know, what we do is a service intellectual troubleshooting, you know, unless we've got an open chat channel that you bounce every little thing out of it. Yep. It's, it's really, uh, it's really proactive. I mean, but you know, I'm hesitant to bring everybody together. One, I don't, you know, one of my guys is over 60. I don't want him to die. You know, <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I just saw a headline today. Val Kilmer doesn't believe in death. Um. uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a lot of things I don't believe in, uh, but none of us are getting out of this world alive. (laughs) I think I'm. I think I'm with you on that one. Yeah, yeah, I'll take I'll take that one to the bank. Uh, <laughs> but you know, my I, you know, I it's been hard for me because I want to go back to the office, even if I did yeah. it in some sort of limited capacity where only two people were there. You know, but I'm I'm stepping back. I'm using my head. I'm thinking about what you know because we can work 100% from remote when there is a big problem. I'm, I'm just in, you know, my guys are just engaged as engaged sitting at their home office as they are in the office office. You know, they don't have their kids in their lap. They're not playing with their dog while trying to troubleshoot an issue. They're not, you know, 
<laughs> they're not yeah. at Chuck E. Cheese trying to work this thing out. Uh, <laughs> so, so the productivity that, that I am losing as a manager that I don't like losing, I don't like the inefficiency. The lights are still on. The guys are still working. Everybody's healthy. You know, hopefully, yeah. you know, God willing, four weeks from now, we'll have this thing underhand, you know, and, and we can go back to work. Yep. So it's just tricky. It, yeah. No, that's just it. it it's tricky. And, and again, it's, you know, it's our nature, you know, yeah, we want this. We want things back and stuff. But guys, get a, you, do you understand what could happen, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard, you know, I hear people, some people are saying, well, they're just saying like, you know, yeah, well, then, you know, some people will die and whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's, 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 it's really right? easy to say until it hits you directly. Yeah. And the other thing too is like, you know, maybe you're like, you think you're healthy and then you could take this, but what about those people who don't have a choice and, you know, are forced to return to work? Mm -hmm. Effectively, this could turn into a death sentence for a lot of folks. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing is like people think that way until all of a sudden it becomes them. Yeah. Who are, you know, being sentenced. And then suddenly like, oh, you know, hmm, <laughs> but, maybe yeah. that's not such a great idea. So. Well, and you know, and the troubleshooting part of me, you know, just the basic logic. I'm like, okay, well, all the mostly healthy people, you know, the pe- that are more healthy, they should just all go get it. And then we can be productive. I mean, go get it, suffer with it, you know, recover from it you know, become immune and then go back to work. I mean, there's part of me. But the thing is about this, you and I, I would say, are probably around the same health quality. We, mm-hmm. we live healthy lifestyles. We're in, we're in our 40s. We're in good shape. You know, we, I could be fine and it could kill you or vice versa. It, yep. And it makes no sense, why, you know, why? Well, and you and I have a very probably similar genetic makeup as far as the European based, you know, you know, ancestry, you know, so it's like different. Oh, it's cool. Europeans are immune. (laughs) Oh yeah. Cool. They've been drinking awful water and toxic water for decades, you know, generations. (laughs) This is is not a problem in Spain or Italy. Trust me. Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) All right. So, so we got to wrap this up quick. Um, one more thing I did want to talk about, though, I wanted to cover was um, and my my nifty. And we have definitely used. Uh, I've talked about this on multiple podcasts over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but IFT, I F T T T. It is an online uh, automation. Uh, service and it will integrate with all kinds of things. So I, for instance, will, I have it talking to services like Alexa, Gmail, Evernote, my Hue light bulbs, my iPhone location, my Nest thermostat, and reminders, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you can tell it, for instance, to, uh, if, um, if your phone, uh, well, let's see, if an, um, and uh, if something gets added to an Alexa reminders list, add mm-hmm. it to a corresponding iOS reminders list. So I can say, 
Lady in the Tube, add blank to my shopping list, and suddenly it shows up on my phone shopping list. Nice. Which is very handy because there are times when my phone is not in range or like I'll be washing my hands and I don't want to touch my watch and hey, Siri just never answers, you know, so I don't know why I just paused there because it's not like she was going to hear me anyway. Um, but also like location services, like if I enter or leave an area, I can turn off the lights or turn down the heat. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, I find really, really cool. Well, one thing I don't find cool is some of these triggers just don't make any sense. Um, like, I, for instance, anytime I uh, that I, I have a recipe that says anytime an event gets added to this calendar, create a corresponding event on this calendar. Right, which is really cool because my phone essentially becomes the nexus point between the hospital calendar which can't be shared outside to the world and my public calendar, which we use among other things for booking this podcast. Yeah. So what happens is um, because I use the Citrix uh, secure mail app on here, it will allow me to export an event just to the tune of there's an event on my personal calendar. Mm -hmm. So it just shows that it doesn't say anything. There's no patient data, no private data. It just says, you know, secure mail event. Busy. You are busy. busy. Pretty much. Well, what I did is I made an if recipe that says, if an event shows up on this calendar, copy it to my paradigm public calendar. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that's synced with the speak to the expert and the Calendly. Yeah. So when something shows up on my hospital calendar, something shows up on my Google Calendar as well, great, or my Outlook Calendar, whichever one I happen to be using and reselling on any given day. Well, for whatever reason, that doesn't trigger unless my one of my geofenced recipes triggers as well. Uh. So when I leave the house and I get down the street, I get these notifications saying, hey, we're turning off the lights. Hey, we're turning down the heat. Hey, we're turning off the air conditioner. Hey, we're adding these things to your shopping list. <laughs> Which, like, okay, I can almost see that part making sense, right? Yeah. Adding to the shopping list, except I do most of my shopping online. But the whole, oh, we've added this to your calendar thing, that should not be tied to location. <laughs> I don't understand. And of course it's a free service and you know, so support for this is limited, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's like, it's so close, but yet just doesn't quite do it. You know? So like I could get an invite to a meeting today and until I leave the house again, it won't availability <laughs> online is not going to be updated. So it's like, great. <laughs> and of course, when I go out for my run, I don't take my phone with me anymore. Mm -hmm. I just take my watch and that does not trigger the geofences. Yeah. So, so it's like, I have to take my phone for a walk every day to synchronize my calendars. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So last bit collections, you have one job. Um, uh -huh. I had a client last week saying, Oh, we've got this big bill. We're going to pay it uh, today. And I said, great. And then they had a question about it, which, you know, whenever a client has a, has a question about a bill, literally 99.9% .9 of the time, that means I just don't want to pay it right now. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know? 
Um, well, a week later, they're here like, okay, we're going to pay that. Could we waive that late fee? And I said, no. <laughs> you have, you know, it's been two months. This was 4000 some odd dollars. I floated it. I'm not a bank. You know, you never asked for a line of credit here. I give you 30 days. You took 60. Not my fault. And oh, by the way, you have a bunch of other outstanding bills too. Yeah. And they said, oh, we only see one for $4 besides that other one. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I went in and because I use QuickBooks for our, our billing now. And uh, it has this nice feature where you can tell when people have viewed the email uh -huh. or viewed the invoice. <laughs> they had all been viewed <laughs> months and weeks ago. Uh. And their CIO chimed in. He's like, so looks like we're behind on a few invoices. I said, yeah. And he is, let's just say, less than impressed with his accounts payable department. Yeah. He says, yeah, I checked the group archive for accounting at example.com, and I don't think any are missing. It seems in this case, someone not being able to keep track of their emails, which kind of scares the blank out of me. <laughs> and I said, this is why some of my colleagues insist on being able to do automatic invoices via ACH transfers, but I've never done that. And I know you do, but mm -hmm. like for instance, I don't because a lot of my billing is not recurring always the same every month right it's like i've just done this ad hoc project or whatnot and you know and then he replied right well the theory in theory the purpose of the accounting department is that someone has one blanking job which is to pay the blanking bills <laughs> only he didn't say blanking <laughs> I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised most of the time you try to uh you know, defend. cover that, yeah, defend your, your staff. But I have to think it hasn't happened just once. I'm getting that impression. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny and I had to share that. So, I'll, uh, so I, I responded simply with an image and uh, we'll throw that into the show notes. Or that could be the, uh, the, the artwork, the album artwork for this. Uh, for, for this episode. So, so right. on that note, I uh, am expecting a uh, call from Sophos support anytime in the coming hour. So we should probably wrap this up. Okay. Given that you did the intro, I will let everybody know that uh, we do want your feedback. So if you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, you can drop us a line. The URL is blurringthelinespodcast.com. Uh, you can find Adam on Twitter. He's at Sublime Comp. You can find me on Twitter at Nicolaitis. Uh, Adam's website is sublimecomp.com. Uh, I got a bunch of them. Uh, my business, paradigmcc.com. There's also yogawithpeter.com. There's my personal website, nicolaitis.com. I'm, I'm all over the place. Except but, uh, Facebook. Except Facebook, but you can go to nicolaitis.com slash Facebook, which used to redirect you to my Facebook page. Uh -huh. Now it redirects you to my post on like all the reasons why you should drop Facebook. So, <laughs> no. Anyway, on that note, um, I need to go back and finish, uh, while I wait for this phone call, finish sterilizing the groceries that I bought. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, a quick trip to the grocery store is now a Herculean task. <laughs> Hercules. Please. <laughs> so, on that note, I will let you push the big red button. And I shall do it now.
Boom. Big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.